Welcome back to the Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm Slothy. I'm MTG Peddler. And we are happy to have you along with us today. So we are proudly partnered with Cosmic Gaming Community on Facebook, as well as the Magic Gathering Players Group on Facebook. And we are proudly sponsored by North Valley Games, where you can use promo code TCC2021 to get 10% off your order on cards like the card of the week this week which is Mox Opal. It is a zero-cost legendary artifact with Metalcraft. So you can tap it to add one mana of any color, activate this ability only if you control three or more artifacts. What do we think about this one, Peddler? Uh, it, it says Mox in the title, doesn't it? That, that, mean, that means it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree with that. Especially with how prevalent artifacts were in um, Modern Horizons 2, it's very easy to get that Metalcraft uh, online and activated. Oh yeah, I mean, especially if you're looking at it from a commander sense, because um, the the what is it, Mirrodin? The Mirrodin lands aren't banned in Commander, right? Nope. So yeah, so there you go. You I mean you basically have your metalcraft like turn two? Oh, you could even do um, artifact land, tap it for a soul ring, or um, even play a mana crypt, and then play Mox Opal. Got it turn one there. There you go. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of of ways that this card is just just stupid good. In, in the commander format. Yeah, and I do think the price kind of reflects that it is the the double masters version is currently sitting at a uh, $49. And that's the cheapest version of the card. And I do think that's this had a couple of reprints too, right? Yes, it has. It was uh Scars of Mirrodin. Uh it was an invention in Kaladesh. Uh was printed in Modern Masters 15 and then in Double Masters. Yeah. That that Kaladesh though. Oh my god, those those, so those all, all, all of those inventions are just so really, really cool looking. Yeah, absolutely. My buddy of mine is actually trying to collect all of them, and I think he's insane. <laughs> well, I don't think you have much ground to stand on for that one. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We, we, but before the show started, I was talking about how I'm thinking about grabbing that uh, Guru Island. It's only $1,500 so for a basic yeah, land. So only. I, I, I am not one to judge on what is crazy at all. You can buy a tier one CEDH deck for less than you can buy one basic island. I think that might be a problem. Yeah, pretty much. It's definitely a problem. But with that, we're going to move on over to uh, top decks. And Peddler, you've got top decks this week. I do have top decks this week. So let's go over to standard and see what's going on in standard. So this week, oops, hold on. My computer is being a little. So uh, coming in first, we have uh, Sultite Ultimatum. Uh, number two is Red Deck Wins. And number three is, is it Goldspan? Yes. Which I believe was the same as last week. Uh, yeah. Sultai Ultimatum is still like way ahead. It's uh, running about 16% of the meta right now. Yeah, it is. That's an absolutely lethal deck. I played, played against a whole bunch of them uh, the other day, and it was not fun. Yeah, it, it, it beats me up pretty well, too. <laughs> Moving on to Modern, we have, is it Spells coming in first, then Rogue Unclassified, and green white company again i think that's the same as last week if i yeah. my memory serves me proper i'm surprised well actually I'm, I'm, i guess i'm not too surprised because modern horizons 2 is in the system now so it's like everyone's kind of figuring out how to use it so like yeah. the, the best decks are rising to the top currently yeah. so i guess it makes sense that there's not much real change one deck i'm kind of excited got a huge boost from modern horizons 2 is uh, hammer time uh, getting those Hammer four, time. Getting those four copies of Urza's Saga in there have done that deck very, very well because you can search for the hammer with with it. 
Very, very cool. All right, where are we at now? My legacy, Matt Legacy. Yeah, we have death, death and taxes is number one, followed by five color elves and 12 posts. So no change in the legacy format, which is also one I don't know really much about anyway. So, yeah. Uh, into historic. Come on now, computer. Uh, Rogue and Unclassified, again, number one. Uh, number two is Is It Phoenix? And then Jeskai uh, Just Control, number three. And uh, just one thing to remember, guys, Rogan Unclassified is not a specific deck. It's just a, an amalgamation of a whole bunch of random ones, uh, just so you which guys are confused. <laughs> which, which, which I learned last week. I was last week years old when I found that out. <laughs> uh, moving on to Pauper, we have Mono Black Control, number one. And then Red, just Burn, is number two. And five, uh, four color affinity, every color except Black. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that uh, the top affinity list there actually, and it looks pretty fun. I might have to build it. I mean, affinity is always a good time. I, I remember when it was in standard, and that was really, really cool to do. Yeah, and now that it's coming back in modern as well, I'm quite pleased. I, I like playing all those artifacts and less objectively powerful things affinity is still very powerful it is very strong it's hard to build a bad affinity deck yeah all right so commander we have lathral blade of the elves number one number two is omnath locus of creation mm-hmm. number three is rograk son of rograk no change then, from last week no change from last last week and then we have golos atraxa and timna rounding out the top six there because i'm Again, I don't believe there was much change there. No. And we're going to... One thing I would like to note, though, if that's all right, is... Sure. Thrasios is continuing a very big downward spiral. I remember about a month and a half ago, he was number two on this list, and now he is number... Uh, number eight on this. Oh, wow. The mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and the funny thing, I was looking at the, uh, at the commanders... Um, you're right. Like the like the like the top, like two out of the of the three top decks were like seventeen hundred seventeen hundred dollars. So you're right. I could get a very very nice commander deck for my one island. Yeah. Just just for those keeping track. <laughs> or and if you're looking well, at uh, playing more budget versions like I do with CEDH, you could build about six decks for that price. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to pilot any of them, but I'd have them. They'd be mine. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of decks. Do you know how to play them? No. No, I don't. Not at all. Not in the slightest. I just like looking at them. It's, that would be me. I do like just looking at stuff. I'm weird like that. Yeah, that's true. And last but not least, uh, in this week, this week's top decks, we have Pioneer, uh, Mono Black, number one. Boros deck wins, number two. And again, Rogue and Unclassified, rounding out the top three. So that is top decks of the week. Not too, too much change from last week. I actually don't think there was really any change Not really. from last week. No, Which, again, it, it make, makes sense. We're kind of in that lull between sets right now. It's like, yeah, Modern Horizons came out, but that's only really going to affect Modern and Commander. It's yeah. not really, really going to... Can you play those cards in like the uh, older formats, like Vintage and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah I believe so. You can. Mm-hmm. I, believe, I, believe, I believe so also. So, but it's not going to affect standard and stuff like that. Really. No. And also, I feel like once uh, the D&D set comes out in paper, that's when the, the meta is going to go everywhere. 
I, I agree. I think next next week will be very, very interesting to revisit top decks. Yeah. Speaking of, it's it's like it's next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. You, uh, me, me and Slothy were talking about this before we went on air. Um, I've actually started drafting D&D. And let me tell you, like I said, I'm not big on the set for how I do as being the peddler of flipping it. But mm-hmm. the playability of this set, it's good. It's, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been drooling over spoilers and preview cards just thinking of all different commander decks i want to build it just looks like a ton of fun the the, the draft um climate is very very cool too i I went seven and two on arena with a white blue artifact deck Mm. it is very it was very interesting i got that one rare i forget what it's called but uh it's a, a, a legendary artifact, and you can tap it to make one of your other artifacts become a 4-4 base creature. And, oh, my God, that card's just stupid in, in, in a limited format. Yeah. Because I think I was running, like, 10 artifacts in that deck total. And it was all equipment, basically. So I just had all this equipment, and I just kept making it into 4-4s and just launching them. It was, it was, it was, it was decent. Yeah. But with that, uh, you've got some uh, news for us, Peddler. I do got a little bit of news. This is going to be for the uh, 2021 World Championship, the, the Players Tour season, I guess you would call it. So they announced, uh, well, back in 2020, they actually was skipped due to you know what's going on in the world. Yeah. So it didn't exist last year. And this year, they announced that they're going to be uh, trimming down the prize pool from $1 million dollars to $250,000, which is a, that's a notable decrease. If you're one of the lucky, I think it's 16 people that get, yeah, 16. So if you're one of the lucky 16 people that gets invited to this event, that's a very large dip in the prize pool. I believe first place is something like 70 grand or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. if you finish 16th, you would get 5,000. Yeah. But, but don't worry, they're, 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 we got more news on it too. Good, good for, for the lucky players that get invited. Um, Wizards announced that they are going to be uh, including an additional fifty thousand dollars per person appearance fee. So not only does that mean now if you finish dead last, you just show up, you finish dead last, you're still getting fifty five thousand bucks, which is not terrible. No, not at all. Not at all. That is not terrible. And it also brings up the total prize pool to above that million dollar mark that they originally had set. So you're actually, it's more evenly distributed. So each of the 16 players will get that $50,000 plus wherever they finish. So I think the best you could do is like 125,000 or 120,000 if you finish first. Mm -hmm. But so now the total prize pool will be $1,050,000. Which is not Which bad I think at all. It, that, that's not bad at all. Because, I mean, especially if you want to call it a pro tour, mm-hmm. you got to make sure that the players are getting paid. Like, yeah. would you feel like a pro if, if you're going to make 5000 bucks? No. And especially because uh, once you get to that level, a lot of these people are dedicating so many hours to this that it's practically their, their job. They want to get compensated in a meaningful way for that. I, I think it almost has to be your job. Yeah, to, to be at that level because if you're talking like top 16 in the world, you that, don't have a lot of time for anything else. Well, yeah, we're, we're not we're not talking about like top 16 in in uh, what's a low population area in, in Idaho. Yeah, <laughs> where there's you know f- where's half a million people total. Even even that would still be an accomplishment, honestly. Mm-hmm. To be to be in the top 16 of 500,000 people, that would be an accomplishment. 
Yeah, that but we're talking the, the world. Like I can't I can't imagine the millions of players worldwide. Yeah. So so to be in like the top, you know, sixteen. Yeah, you you deserve to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you have to know everything. You have to know every single card basically that is that exists in order to be that level of good. Mm-hmm. And how each of the decks are, how they operate against each other. So all you're doing is you're, you're researching cards, you're playtesting your deck, you're playtesting against the decks you're going to face. And so yeah, it's. I, I would say that if, if you're at that level of, of player, you, you deserve the extra fifty grand. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with what's been going on in the world, uh, a lot of these pro players had to kind of just stop or yeah move over to arena right away. Right. Um, I think that it's great that they're kind of bringing this back. I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be really exciting. Definitely. So that so that's definitely that that's the news on the pro tour. Definitely, uh, I, I felt like it was noteworthy to bring up because yeah. hopefully it's it's and I'm because I, I feel like that Wizards is getting like a lot of negative press on like how they're handling of the the pro series. You know what I mean? Like there's been a yeah. lot of like kind of like negative articles out there on it. So this is actually like a positive article, and it's kind of good to have some positive news yeah, to spread around. Because despite how we feel about Wizards, they do still make. A game that we all enjoy very, very much. It, it, exactly. It's like, like, like I, I'm probably the hardest out of the three of us between Slothy, John, and me. I, yeah. I'm, I'm probably the hardest on Wizards, but that's because I, I, as a consumer, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a demanded consumer. It's in my nature. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm paying money, if I'm paying money for anything, I want it to be great. Yeah, you want your value out of it. Exactly. And if, if for me, like you know, calling something a collector's edition and charging double the price of a normal box. I, I want those cards to be amazing and, and you know not not pringled, but that's yeah. that, that's a different that's a different argument. So I, I want to make sure I'm giving <laughs> I want to give Wizards its praise where where praise is due, and this is absolutely something that Wizards deserve praise on. So yeah, I definitely agree. But with that, we're going to move on over to some Magic Gathering Arena updates, and with this one, we've got uh, Midweek Magic, which is actually just ending. Uh, that's the Play Anything format, uh, July eighth to tenth. Uh, then you got Midweek Magic, uh, Forgotten Realms Sealed. Uh, July 8th to 31st. Then you got some traditional steeled for Forgotten Realms, July 8th to 31st. And then you've got uh, FNM at Home Challenger decks, uh, Standard Metagame Challenge from the 17th to the 20th. And then uh, Standard Metagame Challenge constructed in, in Forgotten Realms from the 24th to the 27th. And that's it and, for MTG Arena. And but like I was saying, I hope you guys saved up your... Uh... Your your gems and, and your gold for for this this limited yeah. environment. If that's if that's something you enjoy, like like I I really if you haven't had a chance yet, I really think you're going to enjoy this limited environment. It, it, it was I, I was surprised at how fun it was and how stuff like I was nervous about seeing like the dice roll mechanic on Arena. So it, it's just because it's so much more. Yeah, with Arena because Arena like I, I I could talk about how you know how much I dislike their shuffling algorithm. Yeah, fair. So I was nervous to see like all these other like you know, kind of like s- triggered abilities that you know it re- requires more randomization. But if I feel like that the dice rolls feel good. Yeah, and for those of us who haven't actually done any of that, how do the dice rolls work? It's just um, it just kind of shows up on the screen, and it just kind of like kind of like does like a little like half flip, and that's like your number. It, it's not really the most exciting. Um, 
or it's it's not interactive. It just happens automatically. So it's not like okay. you know you're not clicking a button to roll dice. It just the, the dice roll happens automatically. When 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 the ability triggers, the dice rolls. Okay. So you have, you you have no interaction. All you do is play the ability that causes the dice roll. Like if uh if it's uh when when, a, when this creature attacks, roll a d twenty. As soon as you as soon as you declare your attack, the dice will roll, and then the outcome will come up. Yeah. Okay. So it's it, it it's very user friendly. You don't have to worry about it. It's just it just happens and it's done. And like I said, it's like a it's like a dice like kind of like lazily rolling across the screen. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem like it has a predetermined spot where it starts. It's just like just kind of just there, and it's a quick animation too, so it doesn't take that long. Okay, so it's just kind of something that's there. It's just sitting there. You barely look. At it. Like by the time you notice it's happening, you look up and you see the number. It's like oh, cool, I rolled a thirteen. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, let's move on over to uh, Movers and Shakers and Peddler. Why don't you start us off here? All right, Movers and Shakers. So this week, on the on the downside of Movers and Shakers, we're starting off with Tiny Bones, Trinket Thief, $29.40, trending down. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. This was a $50 card. I mean, looking at the at the chart, I was, I'm not that wrong. It was only a couple months ago. It's a $50 card. Yeah, and in between March and April, it's actually a $90 card. Yeah, it was way up there for a while. So this is... This, card has come down a lot yeah which seems kind of surprising yeah it's, it's still a very very good card it's a very good card i'm reading it to make sure i know exactly what it does i'm like yeah that's that's what i thought it does it's a good card so i'm surprised it's losing value so quickly yeah. um there wasn't anything in D that's kind of replacing it right yeah i don't think so i think it's just one of those ones people were really excited when it first came out and then it's just kind of been fluctuating a bit. There's there'll be a new set that has a lot of stuff that helps it. It'll bring it back up, and then it'll go back down again. Yeah, I agree. Moving on, we have Tavarkel, six dollars and thirty cents, trending down slowly. No real big fluctuations here. It was a ten dollar card for a while. Yeah. It's you know it's it's about right for for Tavar. He's great. He's he's good. He's not great. I'm actually kind of surprised about this because in Commander uh, Elf decks, he is phenomenal. Mm, and uh, Elf was one of the was in uh, top decks was one of the decks. I think it was like in uh, Vintage, if um, I remember right. Yep, the five the, color elves. And the uh, top deck in Commander was an Elf Commander. There you go, uh, Lathro. So yeah, it's a little bit a little bit surprising there, honestly. Yeah. And our last cheap pickup is going to be Rings of Bright Hearth. $5.25, trending down slowly. Wasn't this like a $20 card when Commander Legends first came out? Yeah, it's definitely come down quite a bit. All right, so our, now our biggest pickups of the week. We have number three, Endurance from Modern Horizons 2, $34, even up 55%. And that is for the uh, the non-borderless treatment, by the way. That's uh... just kind of good for me i was able to pull a couple of those i i pulled one or two of these as well and actually i, I this is actually the first time i'm seeing the non-borderless art because i don't think you can pull it in a collector's box i don't think you can get the not the non uh borderless in there i don't think i From, could be wrong i've ordered a i've opened a couple collector's boosters and no i don't think you can because i haven't pulled any non-borderless either 
I mean, I, I opened eight boxes of Modern Horizons 2 Collectors. I had not seen one of any of the cards uh, in, in the uh, Evoke cycle in the yeah. non-borderless. I've only got them in borderless. So yeah. I, maybe that is true. Yeah, I think, think if anybody knows anything about that, it's going to be you. Yeah, and also let us know in the comments if, hey, maybe maybe you pulled a collector's box or, or a pack and you've got one of these and we don't know. You, you, you know, so let us know. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's possible. I'm also very good at being wrong. So. <laughs> right, so number two, we have Aloran, $124.69, which is up 42%. Now, I was unaware of what this card even was when, yeah. I, when I was looking at these, so I'm going to read it off so everyone knows. So Aloran is too generic and too green. It's an enchantment from uh, Tempest. Any player may play a creature card with a total casting cost three or less whenever he or she could play an instant and without paying its mana cost. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's like this open season for everyone to play their three or less cards. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I'm reading through the, uh, the list down here, but I'm trying to. Uh, I guess it's. Oh, it's saying that, that uh, it's got a lot more support with Modern Horizons too. Yeah, for like endurance and uh, grist. There we go. Yeah, because I, cool. I guess if uh, grist isn't on the battlefield, it's a one-one insect. Which. Uh, okay. For a couple of weeks, was stirring up some controversy. Like, could it be your commander? And. Yeah, the command zone's not on your battlefield, so very much can. Interesting. And number one this week, we have engineered explosives, eighteen dollars ninety nine cents plus. It's up sixty one percent. I'm just trying to see which one looks like it's doing the best. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to tell. The lines are lines are really really, really uh, messy up there. Yeah, but yeah, I think this is very good against a lot of decks. Oh, it is. It is um, a very, very, very good card. Yeah. So if you and this is this is one that you'll want to be playing in five color decks as much as possible because of Sunburst. Uh, so it enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it for each color of mana spent to cast it. Um, so if you could just maximize that and make it five, then you'll be able to tap two and then sack it to destroy each non permanent with CMC um, equal to the number of charge counters, or you could go with, there's a lot of good things at really any number. Um, yeah. In a lot of the eternal formats, you can get like the ignoble hierarch, noble hierarch, um, birds of paradise. Those are all one drops. Also takes care of your soul rings for that. It takes care of a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, depending on and I like the I actually really like the flexibility of this that you can choose how much like how many charge counters you want to play because can you play can you play zero? Yeah, technically. Because it's an X, so you can just have X be zero, correct? Correct. Yeah. And then take care of like your mana crypts and all that. So basically, you have six options when you play this card of how 
of, of the mana cost that you can basically blow up. Yeah. Definitely very cool. Yeah. But uh, with that, we're going to move on over to some news that I have. Um, the commander precons for D&D have actually all been spoiled now. And we were looking through the lists before, and there are some very, very nice cards in this. Um, but I'll just read through some of the cards that are over $5 in this. So you got Vandal Blast, uh, which is a destroy target artifact you don't control, or you can overload it for four and a red. Oh, this is on in the uh, the planar uh, portal yeah. um, deck. This is so everyone's clear what we're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of going down the list. I, I should say the names. Um, then you've got a disrupt decorum, which is seven, almost seventeen dollars. Go to all creatures you don't control. And then you've got uh, what's that? Uh, Felwar Stone, which is five dollars and fifty five cents. And you've got. Uh, Rack, not Rack, again, sorry. Uh, Talisman of Indulgence, which is six fifty, and that's just in one deck. <laughs> and uh, did we even talk about the commander in that one? Uh, Prosper Tomebound. Not yet. I was just kind of reading off all the cards that were worse. Oh, go, go, go! I'm sorry. I'm okay. not. I'm jump, <laughs> jumping all over your rhythm. I'm sorry, but go ahead. That's all good. We'll be at the commanders in just a second. And then you got Aura of Courage, which has uh, Pure Steel Paladin. At twelve dollars, uh, Storvald the Frost Giant, which is a new one. Um, it's got Ward three. Other creatures you control have Ward three, and whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, choose one or both. A target creature has base power and toughness seven seven till end of turn, and target creature has base power and toughness one one until end of turn, and that's on a seven seven body. That's pretty good. Which which is a card that I'm definitely building a commander around. <laughs> that is pretty good. <laughs> it sure is. And then there's uh, Heroic Intervention, which is at $10 right now. Um, Sword of the Animist, which is another one that I was very excited for. Um, Utopia Sprawl, which is at $17. Um, moving on to Dungeons of Death. By the way, I don't know if you guys could tell, but there's some insane value in this set. Um, the Commander decks, at least. But in uh, Definitely is. <laughs> In Dungeons of Death, you've got Phantasmal Image at $17. Um, let's see here. That's actually the only one worth more than $5 in that particular deck. However, crazy. I, I do think that that's mostly because this is the one that revolves around the dungeon mechanic. So, so there's not really much of value in that yet. Um, and also, all of these commanders right now are sitting at $17.49 to $17.90, roughly. Um, but in the fourth deck, uh, Draconic Rage, we've got uh, Skyline Despot, um, Kindred Summons, and yeah, that's it for those two. With, with Skyline Despot being uh, $17.33, too, by the way. It's nothing. Yes. And and Kindred Summons being $21.21. Yeah. Those, those two cards right there are nothing to sneeze at. No, that those two cards alone will pay for the cost of the deck. Absolutely. Um, but let's go and actually talk about the commanders of this, because they're quite exciting, and I'm very excited to play with them. Um, let's start out with Planar Portal. 
Uh, so the commander for that deck is Prosper Tomebound. It is a legendary creature tiefling warlock, a 1-4 for two, a red and a black. Uh, it's got death touch and it's got the mystic arcanum ability, which is at the beginning of your end step, exile the top card of your library and until the end of your next turn, you may play that card. And it also has packed boon. So whenever you play a card from exile, create a treasure token. And this deck honestly looks very, very fun to play. There's a lot of a lot of exile effects and you can just play cards from from exile with certain effects in this deck and it is very very good it does look really really good <laughs> um if you're watching the video version of this i will link this list down below so you can take a look at these decks yourself and kind of get your own feel for it but the next deck is aura of courage and the commander of that one is galea kindler of hope it is a 4-4 legendary creature elf knight for 1 and bant, so 4 mana in total. Uh, Vigilance, you may look at the top card of your library at any time. And you may cast Auron equipment spells from the top of your library. And when you cast an equipment spell, it gains when this equipment enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. So this deck has a lot of artifacts and enchantments. Um, and one thing that I was quite happy with, it's got a lot of very, very low CMC enchantments like it's got colossus hammer which if you've got your commander out is going to be insane because gets plus 10 plus 10 immediately that's kind of scary yeah because yeah it just comes into play for one and boom it's te uh, 10 10 plus yeah. 10 plus 10 sorry that, that's pretty nuts yeah even if you play it, it does it does it does lose flying though so not that, that I don't think any creature in this deck actually has flying to begin with. Actually, Angel of Finality is in this deck, so. I was going to say, I thought I saw Agnostic Angel up there. There's two creatures in this deck that have flying. Um, but yeah, even if you play that on Galea, Kindler of Hope, and find a way to give it double strike, that's a one-shot kill with commander damage. <laughs> <laughs> which is terrifying. And there's also things like Argentum Armor, which... Uh, equip creatures plus six plus six, and whenever it attacks, destroy target permanent. This, ooh, I love Bant and I love artifacts. So this is this is this is Slothy's deck right here. He already called it. Yeah, this is this is the one that I'm playing when I go to to uh, my LGS. <laughs> um, but the third deck here before I talk about the Bant one for three hours is um, Dungeons of Death, and the commander of this is Sephiroth of the Hidden Ways. It costs Esper, so three mana. Uh, it's a legendary human wizard, 2-3. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into your graveyard from anywhere, venture into the dungeon. This ability triggers only once each turn. And then create undead is its ability. Whenever you complete a dungeon, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. I actually really like how this commander synergizes with itself. Because um, mm. it's got a lot of ETB effects um, on creatures, like with Baleful Strix, you can draw a card, or Phantasmal Image. Um, and then it's also got a lot of sacrifice outlets on creatures like uh, Ronom Unicorn to destroy target enchantment, um, Birdish Heart. I don't know. I think this is going to be the least monetarily valuable deck out of the four, but that's just because this one revolves around the new dungeon mechanic, which does not have a lot of cards to begin with, so it's not going to be very expensive right away. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, you know, com commons and uncommons from D&D. Uh, &D. 
in here. So it's just it's just not going to be that expensive to start out with. Yeah, exactly. It's got I've, lightning greaves though. I think I don't think we said that one when we were no. talking about the five dollar cards. No, I don't think we did. It does have lightning greaves, and also it has a felwar stone as well. I think I think you covered felwar stone. But I think yeah. we missed lightning greaves. Yeah. And one card that I'm excited for, I I've got like probably six to seven copies of it, but I always love seeing it as propaganda. <laughs> um, mainly because I'm a dirty band control player. <laughs> <laughs> But the final deck is Draconic Rage. And this is a Gruul deck uh, led by Vrondis, Rage of Ancients. It is a legendary creature, Dragon Barbarian, uh, for three, a green and a red, 5-4. Uh, he's got Enrage, so whenever he's dealt damage, you may create a 5-4 red and green dragon spirit creature token with when this creature deals damage, sacrifice it. And whenever you roll one or more dice, you may have Vrondis deal one damage to itself. Quit hitting yourself. So, so yeah, this is, this deck has a lot of uh, a lot of dragons. This kind of a a dragon tribal deck, if you will. Yeah, basically. Um, which I kind of like. You don't really see too many tribal tribal decks in um the precons, at least not many that actually look decent. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff with haste in here too. I'm seeing like anger. Yeah, a lot, lot, lot of hasty, a lot of flyers, a lot of dragons. It, it seems like a fun deck. Yeah, and also quite a few ways to deal damage to uh, your commander to get those uh, those tokens out. Yeah, you got Ryle in there. Yeah, but those are the uh, the four decks. So right now we're going to move on over to Beginner's Corner. And yeah. So with Beginner's Corner this week, we're just going to do a little bit of trivia. I'm going to give Peddler some keywords. He's going to tell me what they mean. We're, we're going to see how bad I am at this. We're going to kind of test his knowledge. We've done this a couple times before, so I'm sorry if we go over a keyword that we've looked at before. Um, I, and hang, hang on, I want everyone to hear this. This is my laptop closing. You hear that? That was my laptop closing, so I am not good. cheap. Good, good. Gotta, gotta keep things legit. I am not cheap. <laughs> so I'm just going to read them probably about 10, 10 or so. We're going to start out with, let's see here. That's a good one. Prowl. Prowl. I thought you were going to say prowl. It sounds like, okay. Prowl. <laughs> Ooh. All right. I want to do this kind of like a, like a game show. What set is prowl from? Morning Tide. Okay. Morning Tide. If it makes it that a bit help. easier, exclusively that... on cards that contain the rogue subtype. Rogue Mm. <laughs> I, I was I was basically around for Morning Tide too, so I'm getting I'm, I should I'm getting a little frustrated at myself. I feel like I shouldn't know. Um, you know, you're you're going to start reading it. I'm going to be like, stop! I know what it is, but but go ahead. I don't know off the top of my head. So this this ability is written as Prowl and then a cost, um, and it is an alternate cost. So a player can cast a card for its Prowl cost if the player controls a creature of the same type which dealt damage to a player this turn. Um, and most cards that have Prowl will have an additional effect if cast for its Prowl cost. 
Good lord, that's convoluted. I can tell why they didn't bring it back. <laughs> so if you got a creature of the same so, type and it dealt damage, you can cast it for an alternate cost, and you might get a benefit for it. You might not. Who knows? No wonder why I don't remember that. That is really <laughs> confusing. Because um, I, I would have been fresh back into magic at that point, and I would have been like, uh, what? Yeah. All right. Um, Cypher. Good lord! <laughs> I, I, I think everyone is gets, gets, gets a chuckle out of this of how bad I am at this game. It's, it's funny because I feel like I I feel like I know magic pretty well, <laughs> but but I also have a lot of vacant space in my magic playing. Yeah, like I, I played from just give you guys a little, a little bit of like an explanation. I played from like ninety four to ninety five, and then I didn't play again until two thousand seven to two thousand nine. Yeah, and then I just started back up again in twenty twenty. So it's I, I have a lot. No, well, let's 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 uh, think. Sorry, could you could you repeat for, that last like ten seconds? You cut out. I cut out. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what I was saying. I was gonna, I was going to say. Uh, so I, I have a lot of gaps in my knowledge. You know, there's a, there's big you know ten year blocks where I wasn't playing. So yeah. I, I, there's definitely a lot of stuff I don't know. But but cipher is something that's like a puzzle almost. Is is a cipher? Um, I I. I, I have, <laughs> Here, I, w- I will give you one hint for each of these if you need it. I, I, okay, okay. That sounds good. What, what's my um, hint? So I'll, I'll give you the set as well as a hint. Okay. Um, so it appears in Gatecrash as okay. the guild keyword of House Demir. <laughs> Go ahead, read it, but I'm over to. <laughs> uh, so when a spell with Cypher resolves, its controller may exile the spell that's encoded on a creature he or she controls. Then whenever that creature deals combat damage to an opponent, its controller can cast a free copy of the encoded spell. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm at a loss. I, I would have never gotten there. I, I've never heard of it. I'm, I'm aware of Gate Crash as a set. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah. yeah. Right, I, I'm, I'm going to get one of these. I, I, I'm going to get one more, more than likely. It's going to be my running total. So, over to you guys. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying the struggle. I think that's part of the fun of this is listening well, to me struggle. Absolutely. This, this game is uh, meant to be hard. It, it is a difficult game. Um, let's go Radiance. Radiance. Yeah. Set Ravnica City of Guilds, particularly the Boros Legion. Boros. Radiance. Oh, all this, oh, yeah, I'm trying to, I, I, it's funny because I have to keep talking because dead air is, is awful. <laughs> but but at the same time, like when I'm talking, I can't think well enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so radiance, radiance, radiance. Um, I, I feel like it's going to be like when one creature has like an effect, it affects other creatures as well. Is my is as bad as close to a guess uh, I can give you. Uh, that is so very, very close. I'll give you a point for that one, actually. Yes! It's it's effect on target something that affects all some things that share a color with it. Okay. That, that would be my guess. Like, like, like if like if you know if like like if this like instant has you know plus give creature plus one plus one and radiance and you put case on it on a human, all humans would get plus one plus one as well. That would be my yeah. guess. That was like where I was going with it. Yeah. 
Um, All right, so I got remarkably close to that one. All right, so that's what one for three now. What one for two? One, 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 oh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. one, one for three. So I'm, I'm one and two. One and two, yeah. One and two. Um. Aura swap. Um, that is. Aura swap is you can move an aura from one permanent to another. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Bonus points. What's that? Um, aura. What, what, what set would have, would have. Well, it's going to be a set I never heard of because I, I, I just got lucky on the, the actual wording of the mechanic on that one. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a set I never heard of. Ixalan. No. Future site. Future site. Um, yeah, we're the way we're the way back machine right now. <laughs> I think I was like seven when Future Sight came out. <laughs> uh, Future Sight came out in two thousand six. Oh, so I was five. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I was twenty five. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We, me, me, and Slothy have had this conversation uh, off uh, off the podcast. I, I am in fact at the same age as his mom. It's just for, for, for the record out there. So I'm, I am old <laughs> enough to have birthed a sloppy. Oh, no. Can you imagine a sloppy with a peddler dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be like, no, son, you're not building decks. You got to sell it. You got to sell that stuff. And you'd be like, no, but dad, I want to build decks. I want to build commander decks. I'm like, no, you're selling it. Don't listen to the prof. Buy boxes. Don't buy singles. <laughs> um, my dad's so lame. He buys boxes. What a loser. What a loser. I, I want value for my money. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go on to... Hmm. There's a lot of keywords. There is. I, I would love to know the exact number of keywords that exist in magic. Not just evergreens. I'm talking like in general. What would they... I, 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 that, that could be another show. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get the information off 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 air, and we'll we'll fill you in later on. We'll, we'll do something on the YouTube channel where uh, Pedler and I will go through every single keyword ever printed. I would do that. Uh, yeah, a, that'll be a three hour long video. But who cares? That's true. Keep things going. Um, sweep, sweep, set, uh, saviors of Kamigawa. Saviors of Kamigawa. It only I, appears I, on four cards. I briefly dabbled in the Kamigawa uh, uh, time of magic. My roommate at the time. Back then I had a roommate and he played. Oh, sweep. Uh, it is. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Sweep cards require you to return some number of a specific type of basic land card to your hand as they resolve. Mm. The rest of the card's effect depends on how many cards uh, were returned this way. That sounds terrible. Um, an example of that is uh, Plow Through Raisho. Um, for one and a white, it is an instant uh, arcane. With sweep, return any number of planes you control to their owner's hand. Target creature is plus one, plus one to turn for each planes returned this way. Yup, that sounds awful. <laughs> Yeah, you best be winning the game on that turn. Yeah, that's that's a turn you want to be winning, or else you're going to lose very very fast. Yeah, that is no good. Um, 
let's see. So you're what two, four, five now? Uh, yes, I'm two and three. I dropped another fifty percent. Hmm. Um, land home. Set. <laughs> um, I'm just pulling that up. <laughs> That's so, so the audience knows when I'm absolutely clueless. I'm like, set. Uh, fifth edition. Oh, God. Land home. Uh, fifth edition. Jeez. Uh, land home. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like drop my tail between my legs on this one. You just, just go, go ahead. So, land home. It's a very obsolete keyword used. Um, it's not written as land home anymore. But if it's an example, if defending compl- uh, player controls no like island, this creature cannot attack. And if you control no island, bury this creature. So it's kind of like the opposite yeah. of like like island walk. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, but I feel like that would give it away if, if it's the opposite of land walk. Yeah. Um, okay. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> There's a lot of weird ones now that I like, as I keep looking at the list because I started playing in uh, Return to Ravnica. Um, There's a lot of weird ones that I've not even heard of from 15 years before that. Yeah. There's. Magic has plenty of very, very weird abilities that were only in for like one set. Like 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 sweep. There's yeah. four cards in all the game's history has sweep. Yeah. That is pretty freaking obscure. <laughs> um all right. Uh Clash. Oh, I know Clash. Um uh what what set is it? It was introduced in Lorwyn. Lord, yeah, that's why I know it. Because I I was playing in Lorwyn. Clash is um. Oh, it, it it's it's creature based, I believe. Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, when 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 a when a card with clash activates, both players um flip the top card of their library. The h- highest casting cost wins. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have no idea how excited I am. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> and like I said, I am not cheating. I'm, I'm, I'm currently pacing my driveway. That, that's how like amped up I am right now. Like, I'm nowhere near my computer. Yeah, Peddler's neighbor thinks he's on something. Oh, he, oh, my, my, my neighbors absolutely know I'm weird. They live next to me for a very long time. They know I'm very strange. Yeah. Um. So that's what three and four now. Three and four. Excellent. So let's pick three more. Um, let's go with, hmm, Splice. Oh, Splice. Um, that was also an older one. That was, uh, like, mirrored in block, wasn't it? Uh, Champions of Kamigawa was introduced. Okay, Cam- Kamigawa, Splice. It was used in Modern Horizons 1, though. I, I remember the mechanic. I remember, um... Because I remember it was like splicing the arcane and stuff like that. Um, it, it was a, it was a separate casting cost. It was the splice ability. Um, it has something to do with 
um, basically splitting the spell in half so it can hit two targets if you paid the splice cost. Um, kind of. As you play, like I'll use like the example Evermind. Um, splice into Arcane for one and a blue. As you play an Arcane spell, you may reveal this card from your hand and pay its splice cost. If you do, add this card's effect to that spell. That's that's it. I remember it was something weird. I did. I think it's uh, spliced into arcane, though. Yeah, like I remember that was a thing. Um, I, I'm not going to give myself that point, but I, I was I was closer than I thought I was going to be. Hmm. Haunt. Uh. Set. Um. Guild pact. Guild pact. Um, when this creature dies, <laughs> uh, create a token of it that has minus one, minus one. It's like persist, so I, I know that's not right. No, it's not. I don't know. Go ahead. So the reminder text is when this creature dies, exile it haunting another creature. And then an example of it is Blind Hunter, um, which is haunt. So when you exile it, remove it from the game, haunting target creature. And then when it comes into play or the target it haunts is put into a graveyard, target player loses two life and you gain two life. So it's kind of, you're haunting it and then when it dies, you get some sort of benefit. <laughs> gotcha. Um... So let's do one more here. <laughs> Should we give you a really hard one or a really easy one? I mean, I, I don't think it matters. We'll, we'll do two more. We'll, we'll give me a chance to get close to 100 or close to 50%. Okay. We'll do two more. Give me, give me the hard one and the easy one. Perfect. <laughs> 11 a funnier number anyway. Like everyone, like it's always like top 10, this top, top 10 best dressed. 11 is funny. It doesn't sound official at all. That's true. Oh. You want a really, really hard one? Sure. Substance. Set. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, this isn't going to be the real one. It is an obsolete keyword, which had no actual effect. Um, it, it existed only in Oracle's rule text. Oh, God. Um, but it's kind of... Um, if you play one of these at a time, you can normally play an aura, or it is put directly into play without being played. It will behave as a standard aura, and you can ignore the entire first ability. So I think they were on something when they wrote it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't, you explaining it, I still don't understand what's going on. Yeah, that's that's kind of a weird one there. But we'll, we'll give you a, a different one there. Okay. Let's go with <laughs> undergrowth. What's that? Uh, it is from Guilds of Ravnica. Guilds of Ravnica. Particularly for Golgari. 
What color is it called, Gary? Uh, green, black. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I can never remember them. <laughs> oh, Witherbloom, you mean? Okay, that's why. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, um, when uh, I feel like it's going to be number of creatures in the graveyard. That's about all I got. So go ahead. That's pretty much exactly it. Um, yes. Where X is the number of creatures in your graveyard. It's pretty much it. So like for Golgari Raiders, uh, it's got undergrowth and Golgari Raiders enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each creature card in your graveyard. Hey and then uh, another example is a necrotic wound with undergrowth. Target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. And if that creature would die, this turn exile it instead. All right. All right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I got that. So what are you at now? Five and five? Uh, well, are we counting substance? No, no. Uh, uh, I think five and five or four and six. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's somewhere around that general range. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better than I anticipated doing. I'll leave it at that. All right, last one. Okay. Addendum. Addendum. From Ravnica Allegiance. A lot of Ravnica. <laughs> Addendum. Um, it's going to be adding something to something. Uh, kind of. I'm just going off my, my English language. <laughs> Excuse me. My English language knowledge right now. It's like, well, I know what an addendum is. It's something added after the fact. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing it's a, it's a secondary cost that adds an ability to a trigger. Yes and no. Oh, so an, if you cast a spell during your main phase, you get an additional bonus for it. So kind of an additional cost of paying it during that specific phase. Um, so, like, for example, Sphinx's Insight. It's an instant for two white and a blue. Draw two cards, but it's got addendum. If you cast it during your main phase, you also gain two life. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, I was going to say, we'll let the audience judge. Like, how, how, how good did Peddler do? Like, were some of my explanations close enough where you guys will grant me mercy or, or did I just bomb? Oh, it's the internet. You're not getting mercy. I, I'm telling you, I'm not getting mercy. <laughs> Yeah, I guess with that, that'll do it for our show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening or watching on YouTube. Thanks to Peddler for all, as always for. Hey, of course, us. man! It's all, I I love doing this show. Yes. It, it was definitely it was it was weird just you and me today. You know what I mean? It was just yeah, like because like, uh, normally though know, we have we have John with us, we have guests. John John's a little under the weather. He he's gonna be back next week. Yeah. Um, and, and our our guest had to work, so he's like, hey, you know, me and Sloth are just like, you know, what? we're just gonna do it. Let's do yeah. it. So always fun worked very very well with us on the youtube video so yeah me, me and me and slothy can pass some time talking let me oh, tell you absolutely <laughs> but yeah with that being said till next week keep spell slinging <laughs>